Hello, my name is Matthew Durden. Welcome to another episode from The Men of Impact. This episode is about identity. Gentlemen, it's another week. Uh, we're glad to be here. We're glad you're here. Um, we are celebrating two years this month of gathering inside of a barbershop, Sinclair Spa and Salon, where uh, the owner is Jason Macklin, and and, uh, and uh, we have other, other men that, that work alongside him. And myself, I am the facilitator, uh, Garney Davis. I am a pastor here in the city. This um, gathering developed from the barbershop, and we have been continuing this for two years. We have great testimonials of fathers and sons and men just having this, this, this gathering is making an impact. That's why it's called Men of Impact. In the lives of men, changing them. Uh, there's safety in the multitude of councils, so we come together, we talk about men issues, we talk about husband issues, father issues, brother issues, life issues, and um, we are able to pour into each other <clears throat> and just to uh, make an impact, because the truth of the matter is, is that I may be going through something you've already, over, you've already prevailed against, and you have some insight, you have some nuggets for me. And so we've been dropping nuggets for two years. Mm -hmm. And those nuggets we've been applying into our lives that will help us to become better men, better fathers, better husbands, better brothers, better friends. And um, we're so excited that two years, you know, anything after three months, you know, it's just making an impact. Mm -hmm. And so we got some longevity here. And so we celebrate that. If you will, come on, just help me clap on that. Because um, we've had men... Uh, fathers, man, 84-year-olds attend this, down to, yeah, you you older than 21, right? No? How, 19, okay, we had some 17-year-olds attend, man. And so so we're trying to reach our young men and even our fathers, the generals that's in the community, and just a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of wisdom coming and uh, joining us in this gathering. And so we are so excited about that. Uh, we have men of all backgrounds here. And so what we've created is a safe place. What does that mean? That when we're discussing something, nobody's being judged, nobody's being criticized. And, and it, may, it may be foreign to you, it may not be your background, but we respect each and every opinion and every insight. Because the truth of the matter is, is that we need one another and we can glean from one another. You know, it takes a village to raise child. And so many of us, we, we have our own sphere of influences. And so we can bring a wealth of knowledge that can help our brothers. Uh, there's a scripture that says, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. The truth of the matter is, I want, I want you to succeed in everything and every endeavor that you've placed. I want your dreams to come true. You know, I wish this when I was a kid. I remember talking to the, uh, 84-year-old guy, he said to me with tears in his eyes, he says, son, you bet not stop this. We can't stop this. There's times when it's just two of us and we sit down and kick it. We'll have real talk, man talk, right? And we, in, in this atmosphere, we can really talk about those things that we wouldn't share nowhere else because we're, we're, we're amongst friends, we're amongst brothers who understand, man, I've been there. The tears are real. i never forget, we asked a question, man, and we, we says, anybody want to cry? And man, you've seen the emotions develop 
in, in front of you. And it's because we, we as men, we were taught, man, you got to hold that in. A man don't cry. But we realize it's okay to cry. It's safe to cry. It's okay to share your, your most intimate, uh, most scary uh, episodes of life. Because the truth of the matter is, somebody sitting next to you got a story. And they can tell you, they can relate. They can understand where you are. And so this is what Men of Impact is. Uh, we've, watched, we've watched where uh, young men, uh, 19 years of age, 20 years of age, and they have this facade that I'm tough, I'm tough. But then you see them weeping. And really that weeping is their breakthrough. It's the release. They've been carrying loads and loads, some for years, some for decades. We have testimonies of men experiencing things as a child that they never dealt with until they came here. And so that's what this is about. And then when we walk away, we apply the knowledge and the nuggets. And then we come back, we, 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 we implement it. And then later we come back and, hey man, how you doing? I'm better. We've seen reconciliation in marriages. Men who was considering suicide, we met on the street. We met them right where they were. You know, uh, my, my dear brother, one of them, he's not here, but he would call me and say, hey, man, we need to do. And he don't show up, I'll be there. <laughs> but that's the teamwork, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a good thing. And I say that because that's how committed we are to one another. You can't come here and say you don't have a friend. You can't come here and say I'm struggling uh, with this situation by myself. I don't have nobody. Not here. Because when you come here, we're not a cult, but we're a brotherhood. We're about seeing our men, our men, grow up and to be solid men. Get through whatever they're going through and let them know, listen, you're not by yourself. And the truth of the matter is we know some men right now who's saying, man, I wish I had somebody mm -hmm. to talk to. I wish I had somebody to lean on. Because life will cause you to need somebody. But do you have that person? We just created an atmosphere for us to come, kick it. There's one brother, I know he would expound on this even more if he was here. But, but uh, um, that's why we're here. That is why we're here. So listen, man, I was uh, <clears throat> just looking at, again, life and what we as men go through. But last month we were talking, man, and we had a great dialogue. You got to forgive me. My memory is uh, one of those days I don't recall a topic. I could probably look back through the notes. But um, one of uh, the gentlemen spoke on uh, uh, identity. Identity. And I, I wrote it down because when you look at society, men, have we lost our identity? Do we really know who we are? Do we understand the authority that we possess and the power we possess? Do how do, if we don't know it, where do we where do we drop the ball? Where do we where do we stop instilling it into our young men? Who you are, what you're capable of, and so I, that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about identity, identity. Um, um, some of us we're identified by who we run with. We are identified by who our dad and our mom is, but we still don't know who we are, and with that. It's if when you lack identity, you, you struggle in life because you're trying to be like him. You're trying to be like him, trying to do what they're doing. Lack of identity is lack of vision, lack of purpose. Why am I here? What was I? Why was I born? You know, what, what, what am I created to do? And so 
uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to share this with you guys. I'm at work, and many of you know I work at the hospital. And uh, I come across some, some young cats, and I hear them fussing. So I said, well, let me go check on them, you know. And uh, I walk over, and I said, man, what's going on? What's going on? They said, uh, our friend got shot last night. I said, and, and I said, well, okay, where is he? I said, take me to him. Now, this is about 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Their friend got shot the day before. I said, well, where is he? Oh, he's been released. I said, so why are you here? <laughs> um, we need a way home. And so their, their demeanor was like the hospital should provide them transportation. These are 22, 23-year-old young men. I said, wait, 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 man. I said, I said, they're not entitled or responsible for your transportation. They literally had attitude. You know, they curse in a hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, man. I said, you a man. You got here. It's your responsibility to get yourself home. But they were so, man, man, strong on somebody entitlement mm-hmm. that you supposed to. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, man, that's your, your mama or your daddy. <laughs> and then at this age, you're supposed to be handling your own transportation. And, and one of them said, they don't know who I am. So I asked them, who are you? Because if you were relying on a stranger to take care of you, I need to know who you are. Because you come here with this entitlement mentality like they owe you. This is a corporation. And you walk in here and you, you portray this image of something or someone, but you're the one in need. You portray like you have it going on. And I'm talking about identity. Lack of identity. Lack of, lack of, <laughs> lack of knowing who you are. See, I would have been embarrassed. My raising, you know, my, 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 my uh, legal guardian, my parent, my, the ones I answered to, I would have got punched in the head. <laughs> okay, but they would have my chest in. What? Because I represent somebody. And so let's 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 talk about it. And let's let's talk about, you know, have we lost as men our identity, our role in the family, our role as a man? What's your thoughts? That um, people rely on social media too much. Okay. That social media, um, Facebook, Instagram. You know, sometimes videos and stuff, they try to find an identity if they don't have a male figure in the household. Um, they may look at whatever's popular and see what's cool, and they emulate that. I'm a bus driver. I see that a lot, you know, when people act up on a bus and stuff. And, you know, you just kind of like, okay, well, they're doing it, doing what they see on TV, what's, what's hip. Even though they look like fools, but I mean, at the same time, it's just kind of like, hey, you just tell them to just kind of chill and, you know, can you please keep it down for the other patrons? That's what I normally do. But uh, yeah, we have lost our identity. It doesn't matter, you know, what, whatever. You got people out here with some, some serious uh, issues out here and uh, they have to figure out what they want, who they are. You know, you can't, you can do that by reading books, stuff like that. Uh, you could go, counseling is another good thing too. A lot of people don't, they don't want to do, you know, deal with counseling and stuff. I I see a counselor because of what I deal with, you know, every day, you know, to kind of balance myself out so I can deal with certain situations and not let that fester, you know. So, um, yeah, identity is a big thing. Yes, I think, uh, I think, yes, I think many of us men have lost our identity. Um, some of us never knew it in the first place, though. So 
Wow. Um, I start there. I mean, some of us haven't been taught how to be a man. And then, too, you know, uh, and like he was saying, too, you know, it don't matter what sex or ratio is, though. Sometimes when you get strong men, some sometimes people don't know how to handle a strong man. They can kind of mistake it for maybe like arrogance or, yo, man, you too firm or strict or mean. But that'd be like people like discipline coming up. You know, they can mistake discipline also for, you know, being stern or mean, man. But um, I think we have to be trained as men to know what a man is first so we can act like men. You know, I think that's a big thing in the community because... A lot of people haven't really seen too many real men in the community. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And I and I, I know this just wow. from off of experience, man. But I was blessed to be raised with my dad and my mom, and they still together to this day. They what? My dad's 63. My mom, she'll be 63 in July. They've been together since they was 14. So I had wow. balance in the household. Right, right, right. And uh, when I was younger, you know, as a little boy, you kind of side with your mom a lot. You know, because you don't be understanding. Then when I get older, you know, start seeing some things that my mom be kind of doing, too. So I be like, so now I kind of be neutral, but I could say I've been blessed to know what a man and both women is. And I learned from both of them. So, you know, with me coming up with that, sometimes I would kind of seek a woman that understands what a strong man is, but mm-hmm. also understands what a strong woman is and have that balance sometime. And, you know, in today's society, it'd be kind of hard, man, because a lot of times women they bring men in their homes most of the time that really don't have an identity, but they just know it's just a body there and they kind of just go on with that, man. But sometimes that man never really evolves into being a man. He be, wow. you know, he don't really be self-sufficient or dependent. He don't provide. Sometimes, you know, they don't have their own money. So I think, you know, you have to know your identity because even when you watch the superheroes, Superman, Spider-Man, they all know their true identity. Right. So they and they be confident and they take full responsibility for knowing their identity. But I think we have to learn who we are first and how we do that is that's a whole nother conversation. It's sad to say, but it's rare that you you're raised by both mom and dad. And still today you have mom and dad. It's it's rare. You know, I I salute them, man, because that, that, that gives me hope that marriages do last. You know what I mean? And and that there are there are true. Uh, 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 family role models out there. And so if if I was never raised or groomed on who I am and taught on how to be, I have a mistaken identity because I'll do what I see on TV and think that's a man. I'll imitate what I what what the, what what I see all around me and it could be wrong. It will jam you up, mess you up. In those days, man, folk are dying. You know, the men are dying. Our young men are dying because they don't know who they are. Mistaken, we, we, we hear about mistaken identity is somebody looking at you thinking you're somebody else. But what about when you look in a mirror and you don't know who you are? That's scary. That's, that's, that's worrisome because when I look in a mirror, I, I know my purpose. I know my destiny. I know why I'm here. I'm on assignment. I'm living in purpose, on purpose, for purpose. But a person who don't understand identity, wow, they, they're, they're searching. And then they, 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 they live vicariously through someone else or, or, or they portray something they're really not. There's a lot of boys, a lot of men out there. I'm ready for a family, but you don't take care of yourself. You know, you're looking for Sally and Lucy to take care of you. 
<laughs> and then when y'all break up, you out on the street because that apartment in their name. <laughs> the house in their name. Identity. We have this stigma too as black men that's attached to us that we need to break. Yeah, we got bad seeds and everything, but not all are bad. You know, you don't throw out all the apples for one bad one. You go through because there's some good apples in the bunch. Mm. And so we, we, we got to understand and know who we are. I'm humbled to be here today. And when I woke up today, I asked God what he wanted me to do. And he said to tell people that he loves us and cares about us. And if we ask him for help, he will help us. And, and that is a big part of my identity today. As a young boy, as an adolescent male, I took on a lot of different identities to fit in with different crowds and different people for unhealthy reasons, to get what I wanted, to fulfill these sins of the flesh, to take advantage of people. And um, it really took me down a, a wrong road. You know, my, my role models were dishonest and uh, unhealthy and um I sunk deeper and deeper into a dishonest and unhealthy way of life with a lot of different addictions and um, unhealthy motives because I didn't know my identity. I was spending so much time trying to fit into what I thought people wanted me to be. So I love when Garney opened up and he said, um, in, in essence, I think what he said was, we're more alike than different, and we can learn a lot from each other no matter what our walk of life is. And I've never walked in your shoes, and you haven't walked in mine. But instead of trying to fight and oppose each other, we can really take a moment to listen to each other and to learn from each other so we can help each other to be better men, to be better people, to be better husbands, fathers, neighbors, co-workers, because I don't have the power to do that on my own. And without divine intervention in my life, I'm really a, a little useless. I need some good orderly direction in my life. So this identity I adopted through my faith and belief, where I had none, I found some. Like with the faith of a mustard seed, man, that's how it started for me. And through this bottom of despair through my addiction I found God and uh, I think God found me he was probably with me the whole time but uh, and I, I started to um, adopt an identity through my faith and I could stay on that path and continue to cultivate a relationship and and everybody has their own path and their own beliefs and it doesn't matter whether to me whether you're Christian Catholic Muslim Jewish Baptist, Pentecostal. It's about finding a good path to be on and cultivating that relationship with a God of your understanding that can provide some comfort, guidance, direction, and strength in your life. What God did for me and my identity was to help me understand that I do have gifts, talents, skills, and abilities, but I also have some character defects and challenges and liabilities, and that a real man knows himself when he knows both his gifts, talents, strengths, and his liabilities. So I continue to kind of grow in this identity. And today, where there was nothing, uh, I can be a, a father, I can be a husband, I could be a son, I can be a co-worker and a neighbor and an asset to the community where once I was a liability. I guess what I want to say is... Uh, that I might be hogging the mic, and I don't mean to do that. But God tells me what to bring to my identity. 
Zoraida, if I share something that uh, helps me on a daily basis to remind me what to bring, it's called uh, it's called the prayer of Saint Francis. And uh, if you will allow me, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. That where there is hatred, let me sow love. That where there is injury, pardon. That where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, I can bring hope. Where there is darkness, I may bring light. And where there is sadness, joy. Dear God, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. And I'm not trying to preach to anybody, but uh, but God tells me what to bring. And I want to say today that's my identity, and there's a good motive behind that identity. So thank me. Wonderful. Thanks for letting me share. So that was, that was powerful, man. That was powerful. You, you said something about liability. Sometimes growing up, a person growing up without identity, we quick to point the finger. You know, we play the victim role. Mm. But when you're learning who you are, understanding who you are, you, you got to own some stuff. And so my brother shared, he said, at one point, I wasn't an asset to the society, <laughs> to society. <laughs> I was a liability. He owned it. He, re- he knew his flaws. His, he knew his imperfections. And as, as, as a, a person who, who doesn't have an identity, we, we will say it's their fault. I don't have this because of them. I can't achieve this because they, they, they hold me there. The, the truth of the matter is sometimes we do have obstacles against us. That's true. That's life. But it's still not a reason to become who you're supposed to become. It's, it's not, it, it, you know, uh, you know I, I, I just believe if you don't have a hater, then you ain't doing it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a true believer in mm-hmm. that. You don't have naysayers and doubters. Mm-hmm. People saying, you trying to do what? No, you'll never be. Then you're not doing it right. Because yeah. I believe what we're created to do is beyond our capability, but we have the wherewithal, who is, I believe, God on the inside of us, that allow us and enables us to do what we normally couldn't do on our own. And so my identity, I love what he said. He found his identity in his, through his faith. And some are searching, well, where do I go? How do I learn who I am? What, what's, what resources is out there? And so we as men of impact, that's, to me, that's like a, saying I'm looking for a role model. I'm looking for someone to help me understand who I am. There's men in the prison system. There's men on the street in a community 40 and 50 years of age and still trying to live like they're 20 because they don't know who they are. Because at, at, at 40 years of age, you, are, you should know by now that you have people watching you, looking up to you. What example are you setting? Where are you, where are you going that they can follow? Identity. I hope you enjoyed this episode from the Man of Impact on Identity. There will be more episodes on identity. Stay focused. 